previously on Unbalanced Encounters. Hello, my name is Cinder. You might know me as Guard. I am going to be taking a couple levels of fighter. Isaac will be staying on the path of Paladins. Starting at 6th level, you can precisely strike a creature, temporarily preventing it from masking its true thoughts and intent. Sweet. So, is it like a little bit like Zone of Truth? You are hit in the face with a claw that is just about the size of your head. The tent is now a blanket over Sphinx. Oh, I'm big! I'm big! I'm big enough to hug you now. Oh, for the love of the gods now, what is... Oh. Big lizard, fine. Water? And she points at the edge of the massive lake that you all have woken up alongside. You see Guard just like slowly peek his eyes out of the water. Can I look around for a sandal print? Good morning, Porky. So you just let us deal with Sleeko all on our own. That guy fucking sucks. Now, I don't. I don't like to. I don't like to do this. You know. I don't like to, to be the gossip. But uh, they're saying that Jonathan might be retreating. Where, where does where does Jonathan usually place his roots? He is the Eastern Hills. So you're telling me a whole bunch of mountains are just gonna leave? I found that note right before I left home. I just can't seem to do anything right, can I? Mama, I was so mad. I was so mad at you. I was so mad at Daddy. But, Mama, I forgive you. Hello, one and all, and welcome to another episode of Unbalanced Encounters, the only show that dares to ask, what if D&D had absolutely zero tiefling mommies? I'm your host, Patrick Brady. <laughs> There's always time for more tiefling mommies. In we never know when we're going to bump into them. Craig, Craig is face. so upset. <laughs> Don't talk I've about been my tiefling waiting. Mommy. How many episodes of this damn show we've been doing? I think 33. Not 35. one. Not a one. Not a single one. I mean, Emily kind of played one in Old Folks Tome by like the loosest. She played like a I tiefling was a very grandmother. Old tiefling mommy. I'm all she for gifts. She was Don't a tiefling mommy Gilfs back in cool. the day. Gifts cool. <laughs> However, where are my damn tiefling mommies <laughs> <laughs> and daddies? We'll take some daddies too. All right, listeners, you heard it. We need to hear from all of you tiefling mommies and daddies out there. Mm -hmm. Um, What schools are you sending your kids to? Wait a minute. Um, Are you into more of like a Montessori thing? Maybe doing Reggio Emilia? Uh, Are you doing more public school? It's not. Um, What's the minivan model going these days, right? Like, what's the move there? Infernal engines, from what I hear. (laughs) Uh, God. I feel like this is maybe the dumbest bit we've ever opened with. Uh, Listen, all you're all you're saying is you that there's the greatest given us goals. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I have a question for all of you, which is, uh, we are kind of hanging out lakeside with Porky. 
I was going to say, we can go ahead and jump ahead uh, because you have a long road to hoe before you get back to to Agrivar. Uh, So if there's anything that you want to do before we move on, I am more than happy to give you guys the time to wrap up any of the things that you would like to do lakeside or with Porky or the geckos. I was telling Mama about all the adventures and telling her not to play the martyr. While Juniper is sitting across the fire with her mom a little bit away from the campsite in the desert air, patrolling slash just stretching the legs, Guard is standing with Harissa, and he is holding the cleaver of the mortal coil, now the the meteorite cleaver of the mortal coil. <laughs> um, fucking the metalist thing and, um, on the planet. He is... Even though he doesn't have a face, he is staring at June's mom. Do you think we can trust her? Catherine? Mm. I think so. I think she herself was lied to and used, and she cares a great deal for June. I think we can trust her. She is very good at making people feel I think you see I see in her someone who has been through a lot and has many scars to show that she has been through a lot and with that people tend to lean in various ways of sympathy or not I don't know if she necessarily wants that though I think she's making people feel at least mostly unintentionally. Just, it is just a symptom of what she has done through her life. Do you think she still has ties to the Sapphire Sisterhood? Oh, no doubt. Whether she herself can trust those ties is another matter. I think the ties that she had or believes she still has, maybe she needs to figure out whether she can trust them. I am glad June can see her mom, but I am not glad that we are camping with one of the Sapphire sisters. Sapphire nods and sort of looks over in that direction. I think it is wise to always keep an eye, especially on new people. We don't know where they've been, what they've done, where she's been for so long. Especially if they are a pawn in a game they do not know about, huh? Or if they are playing the part of a pawn. I am not the best at telling when people are deceiving. But I do know we have seen how powerful these sisters can be. How influential they can be. I am going to keep an eye out. Guard is going to take out the cleaver. He's going to hold the eye up. And he is going to, he's going to use the, uh, he's going to use it. He's going to, uh, uh, peer into her, uh, in, peer into her past. And I want to see how many lives she has ended or has been the direct cause of lives ending. That's fucking incredible. Yes. Uh, remind me, is there a save for that Not surface for this level? this first part. Okay. You line this eye up with... Katarin's distant and slight figure and 
land the axe into the sand. And light emanates from its base. Knots of rope, one for each life that Katarin was responsible for losing. And guard much like when you use this item on Hank, it is beyond counting. So I was going to specifically ask, mm-hmm. I imagine that if it was a lot, I wouldn't be able to count. But can I tell if it is more or less than Hank and to a significant or non-significant margin? Um, nothing without a roll, I think, but I am going to let you give me insight, perception, or investigation. Your choice. Let's do perception. And this is literally guard trying to like yeah. count them. <laughs> yeah, 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 great. Uh, That's a 14. On a 14, the number seems about the same at a glance in that perceptive way. And then you dig in and you start counting. One, two, three, four. You get to a ludicrously high number, some 70 or 80. And you realize that one stands out brighter than the others. Guard is going to turn to Harissa. I'm going to do something very smart or very dumb. And I'm going to walk over to Katarin. Hello, June. Hello, Katarin. God. Katarin. Mm-hmm. I imagine that this will not work on you unless you let it. I would like you to let it. Uh, and then I'm going to try to probe deeper with the axe. Oh, snap. And she has to make a wisdom saving throw. June's gonna look at Guard and he's not he's not gonna hurt you. Alright. He's trying to I'm Guard, I'm assuming that you're trying to figure something out. You are very important to June. I would like to see what is important to you. She looks to June and looks back at Guard. All right, Guard. Go ahead. And I take the axe, I place it in the sand, and I turn it so that the eye hole of the axe is fixed on her. I get visions of a victim that looms large in the mind of the target. We flash back. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) We see a tiny and poorly decored bedroom. A small military-issued bed. A suit of armor. Expertly polished, laid out for the next day. And Katarin sits up in this bed, says, We can't keep doing this. Dale, there's no way this ends well. We'd have to get away. And Dale sort of rolls his head and says, There's no way they'd let me away. I'm in this for life. Took the same oath as Isaac, took the same oath as all the wardens. I'd have to kill him to get out of here. Would that be such a bad thing? Would the world be so worse off for one less power-crazed psychopath who wants nothing but to fatten his own hide and serve that thing from Altair like a lapdog? Then we see Isaac and Dale at a fight, and <laughs> Isaac catches the head of the victim. We see Isaac and Dale 
talking overheard by Commander Antony. We see Isaac and Dale before the Lord Governor. Dale sentenced to death. The swing of an axe. The fall of a head. The flight. But it doesn't stop there. Because the death of the Lord Governor is not the one that looms large in her mind. And we transition from memories to ideas, imagined notions of Dale Snowthorn laid upon his bed at the time of his last breath. She feels responsible. She feels singularly responsible for his death. Like I said, you all are still lakeside if you want to be. Porky's still around. If there's anything in particular that you want to do before we move on, now's the time. I want to write a letter. Okay, we can go ahead and say that you do that uh, on the evening before you all make your departure. Uh, let's 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 dial in on that. Is this a uh, a gopher based letter? Uh, it is. It is uh, a, a, gopher, it a gopher type letter. <laughs> I yeah. figured it might be. Uh, okay, um, so let me go ahead and set us up here, Lakeside. And while it may have been nice to have had Porky's help in any of the more important things that you were just doing, it was nice to get a little bit of a reprieve in the immediate aftermath. And all of you have started to make camp. I think that we see Isaac and Rami sitting by a fire, drinking their, like, probably 30th Mai Tai at the foot of CJ and Joey Cheese, I think we said his name was. Oh, yeah. JC. Never using that spell again until that <laughs> elephant is gone. Uh, guard is posted up, I think, sort of sh- sifting through some of the shells, and Harissa and Sphinx are attempting to repair the shambles of their relatively ruined tent that is now no longer big enough to hold both of them. June, where do we see you? this evening she's close to the fire close to some light crouched over a boulder of some sort so she can she can write her letter starts kind of like thinking and hoping i hope i can fit all of this on this letter um and uh she starts with hi mail i hope this letter finds you well. Uh, found Mama. Uh, things are okay for now? Question mark. Feel like I need to let you know some things that are happening here. Not sure what you could do all the way there. Maybe this is just some weird excuse for me to get in touch with you or something. Dot dot dot. And she proceeds to describe what's happened with um, Sleeko, who Sleeko is and what has happened with Sleeko and where we're going. In the aftermath of that, do you sign off in any particular way? Do you just end it on a business note? Where where do you leave this? (laughs) Best regards. No. Um, She will write. Cool. So... That's everything. 
Uh, toodaloo. And that's what she writes. Uh, fantastic. Could you do me uh, a favor, June? Could you roll a performance check for me? A performance check? Are we just going to gloss over that toodaloo? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Why do my daughters have no riz? None whatsoever. <laughs> no riz. <laughs> Uh, it's a 13 okay a 13 is certainly a number you <laughs> fold a toodalooey number you fold the gopher back together and it kind of pops up again it says <laughs> toodaloo huh interesting making me schlep all the way back to the afterlife for a toodaloo alright fair uh, enough there's, there's a lot of stuff in there uh huh Sure. I sh- well, I mean, what should I write? What what should I? I'm not gonna tell you how to live your life. I don't listen. Uh, mm, mm. it's complicated. Long distance relationships are very complicated. All right. Especially when I have to get there on foot. Yeah. Do I need to roll a d4 to see how many days it takes you? Yes, you do. All right. This is this dude's oh. life purpose. Why is he bitching so much? So, there's so much judgment in this little gopher. I think I think I think the expectation of this gopher is that he's gonna be going to like like towns and stuff, right? Like maybe you send him to Minehead every now and then. He has to cross a transdimensional plane like once every three weeks for June. Damn You're welcome. Right. Not many people yeah. get to do that. You're not yeah. wrong. Uh, that's a three. Okay. Uh, so you see the gopher. <sighs> All right, off I go, uh, and hops down and kind of looks around for a second and sees Porky's trail. She'll call out as he's leaving. I mean, you can tell him that I miss him. You can tell tell him that I miss him. You really should have put that on the card. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> gopher disappears into the night. And with that, we see the evening draw to a close. And when you all wake up the following morning, the oasis is gone. And you are back in the dunes of the Agra Plains, white glass sand. If I could please get a representative of the party to roll me uh, a d4. I'm on it. That's a foe. Okay, it is going to take you all four days to get oh. home. Four days. Uh, just taking the scenic route. You know, some of these sand dunes we wanted to check out on the way in. Uh, and so we are gonna, we are gonna, uh, <laughs> we are gonna. Do you see the <laughs> more sand? Uh, the JFK sand dune. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, on your right, you see just past that Jerome other sand dune Frederick is Frederick Killamore. <laughs> The way, this is going to work, <laughs> the way this is going to work is that each day uh, I'm going to ask for one of you to volunteer uh, for a conversation, to lead a conversation that could be with each other, uh, one-on-one, could be as a group, whatever you want to do. Uh, you tell me what the situation is, what the setting is, time of day, and uh, how you're holding this conversation. We're going to play out those conversations, those scenes. I am taking volunteers. Who wants to go first? So, th- so there I was, Rami, facing down a whole platoon of those bandits, just acting a fool, 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Just swinging my axe willy nilly. I was a rambunctious young man. I get it, you know. But you know, Agravar need to be in good hands. And I can say for sure, those were definitely not mine. Uh, I'm not entirely surprised, Isaac. I could fight back then. It was nice. Where are we? What's the situation here? Is this, are you guys trundling along on elephant back? Where, paint, paint me a picture. Isaac is on CJ, and I'm I'm guessing Rami would be on Joey Cheese. Joey Cheese. Joey like Cheese. Way the fuck up there, and you're way the fuck down here. Just... Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, what what are you planning on doing since you're not going to help us save the world, I'm assuming? I have absolutely no interest in doing what we just did ever again in my life. Yeah, we kind of mix it up. Sometimes it's a god of death. Sometimes uh-huh. it's a god of what whatever that god was of like turning things off, I guess, or, or stopping them from being. You know, who knows what the next one could be? The god of 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 money. You probably like that one. That'd be fun. The god of money is that yeah. a thing? Currency? That would be pretty great. Trade, economics, something like that. Who knows? Porky didn't give me that much of a rundown. Sorry, I am trying to find a bit of music and having a very hard time finding something. Play You're the thing there, from yeah. Lady and the Tramp. This is the night. <laughs> what a beautiful <laughs> night. God's singing in the background. There's a moon rising above Her the dunes. Italian is so where, good. Where did, the, where did this plate of spaghetti come from? <laughs> I feel like Mr. Spinks probably had something to do with that. Damn it, there Mr. with the Spinks. mustache. Did you get that mustache? Get that off your face. Ow. Oh, did. I appreciate that all of you have some sort of higher calling. You're going after these enraged gods or whatever, but uh, I'm going to be honest. The last couple of weeks have not exactly been kind to me or really anyone in my clan. Yeah, they kind of all died, didn't they? Most of them, yes. It hasn't been a good time. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Well, I'm sorry for the ones who didn't attack us and we defended ourselves for those other guys. I feel bad for them. It was a job. We know the risks whenever we take it, but... Don't I know it. Why are you going on this Kakamimi quest? I mean, no offense, but you were just telling me that your prime was like, what, 30, 40 years ago? It was 20. It was just 20. It wasn't that long ago. I'm just saying, you know? You got to be getting tired, huh? The world's going to shit for everybody. What are you doing about it? And why? Uh, he would probably see June ahead of him and Safra still being held by Mr. Sphinx as he <laughs> yeah, carries. Just, uh, <laughs> holding both of them. You know, when I was younger, you know, you, you do that thing where you think you're immortal. And you just run around doing whatever you want because no way the world's gonna change while I'm here but as I've gotten older and seen the changes happen from my point of view I realized that 
I'd prefer it if I left it a little bit better than how I had it given to me. Very noble. Well, it's also very selfish. I don't know that that would qualify as my definition of selfish. I feel like, uh... Because I want everybody to know that I did it. (laughs) Uh. I mean, glory okay, I get. Don't you kind of have to live for glory to matter? I don't know. Like I told you before, we've we've already dealt with the god of of the dead and and the reincarnation and everything happening. You know that's real, right? Yeah, I honestly, guard keeps talking about something called a bathhouse. He hasn't mm-hmm. really explained what that means at all. Doesn't matter. Anyways, <sighs> that glory that you're saying I need to be alive for, I feel like that might come with me. But whether it does or not doesn't really matter. Mostly what matters is, is that the people I care about get to have uh, a nice a nice place to be in when I'm gone. Rami, I think, kind of leans back on this elephant, looks around at the white sand cast blue in the setting sun. Huh. Better, huh? Yeah. He's just, he's looking up at the, the sky, just soaking in the world that he's in. Rami, I made a, I made a promise, an oath to my home that I would be here to protect it. Part of that is just protecting all this, protecting all them. Hell, even protecting you. Weren't you going to kill me there for a minute? Well, that was to protect them. And uh-huh. I was never gonna kill you. Even so is there I like s- a hierarchy going? Do you have like a like a first and second order consequence situation, or what's what's the story there? First order, protect them. Hmm. If you are trying to assault and or kill them or anything I care about, then I must, going off the first rule, got it, got it, then kill you. You're an odd one. Ex-drummer. Yeah, I could call that a lot. But, uh, can't help but admire your foolhardiness. Uh, and Isaac, would you do me a favor? Would you roll me a persuasion check? I am not going to give you your sarcasm bonus here, but I am going to give you advantage. So 20. DC was a 15. I think Rami goes quiet for like a minute, right? I think she goes quiet for a while. And I think that you sit in that space with her. Soft murmurings from the rest of the group as you trod over the sand. And I think eventually she sits up and says, Where would one even start, you know? Trying to leave a better world. I, th- I think... Don't, don't quote me on this, because I'm learning as I go. But I think it happens when you start wondering about it. You know what I'm wondering about? I'm wondering about that damn Lord Governor and what's waiting for me back in Agravar. Yeah, you're probably going to be arrested. Yeah, that's not productive for me. Not really where I see my career going in the next five years, you know? Well, luckily enough, the heroes of said lands are also with you, so maybe I can put in a good word for you. Something like that. Who knows? He winks. She shoots you a smirk and says, Oh, what the hell? 
I didn't have anywhere else to go. You going to vouch for my safety when we get back to Agravar? Of course. I'm like the second nicest guy there. Who's the first nicest guy there? God. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> no, that does track. All right. We'll see what can be done. Cool. You want to see some cool? Hell yeah. Uh, and he's going to take the axe of astronomy. <laughs> and he's going to shoot the stars into the night sky. Oh! the Isaac fans now just swooning <laughs> on the other side of the mic. <sighs> we are on our second day of travel. Sounds like either Guard or June, you wanted to call something? Okay. June, take this. Guard hands June a stick. Alright. Alright. Okay. Check this cool new move out. Guard is going to stand behind June. He is going to take aim. He's going to take out his upgraded axe. Oh. Uh, uh, Look closely ahead. Don't mind well, me behind you. I, oh, um, Hold the stick. I'm holding it. Are you ready? No. Here it comes. And I'm oh going God. to swing the axe down. But instead of making an attack, I am going to activate its meteoric feature and I'm going to target a giant beetle, like a like a beetle the size yep. of like yep. a like a yep. golf ball. I need that beetle to make a strength saving throw. Okay, <laughs> this beetle is going to add a minus four to this roll. Oh, that's a nat one. Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh no! As guard swings the axe down, the bits of meteor that are sort of infused into it now will glow a bit, and it almost looks like the axe catches on the air. And as it cuts down, there is this weird ripple, um, a little bit like heat coming off of a, off of a road, but like bending inward as if the, the axe can like grab onto that heat and pull it in. And June, you see that beetle lift off the air and fly towards you really fast like a baseball. Yeah! She'll try to hit it. Uh, okay, I need you to roll roll me, what is it, deflect missiles. Uh, go ahead and roll your uh, roll of your martial arts die. Uh, you, I'm going to say right now you're trying to beat a four. Oh, wait, that's the hit dice. Wait, wait, God, what do I, what do I? Attack. sure she can't lose up to a four. Unarmed I don't attack. think so. I think so, too. Okay. You thwack this, uh, this beetle out of the air. Uh, are you trying to hit guard with it? Because I will absolutely let you hit guard with it. Uh, she's going to hit it into the sky. Okay, great. Uh, you pop fly this thing up into the sun, and it vanishes. Pretty cool, right? Can you do it again? Several times a day. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is so cool. Um, could we try... Ooh, guard, guard. Um, yes. Does it have to be on a living thing? It has to be a creature. Could you do it with me? Yes. Fast, fastball special. Oh my um, god. Dungeon Master. It doesn't yeah. say it in the item, but could we say that a target could choose to fail the save? Yeah. I, uh, as far as I'm concerned, targets can always choose to fail saving throws. Then uh, yes, I could. All right, do it. You... Okay. <laughs> Guard's gonna step back twenty feet. 
She's gonna she's gonna run how far away can I be? You can be uh up to thirty feet away, but it only pulls you twenty feet. Okay, okay. All right, you start running away and uh, okay. I'll try to pull you in. I'm gonna get my bow staff ready. All right, ready. Ready. Run. And right as you do that, your feet lift up off the ground. And so you don't feel the earthquake that begins to tremble under everyone's feet. Can I tell you what I wanted to do? Please, yeah, you have... A couple seconds I'm, in the I'm air. Getting, I'm getting thrown towards guard, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I wanted to use my bow staff to, uh-huh. like, leverage myself up. Like, use the momentum of the trajectory to, like... Pole vaulting. Yeah. Cool. Sure. Go ahead and give That's me really a... Cool. Um, give me an acrobatics check with advantage is what we'll say this is. Cool. Yeah, I'm just trying to go straight up. Like a, it's like a Mar... It's like a, it's like a Nintendo 64 Mario triple jump move. Exactly. Like jump yeah. forward, forward, back. <laughs> oh man, my acrobatics today not good. That's a ten. With advantage? That's with advantage. Uh, what do you add to acrobatics? Six. Oh my god. Oh wow. I know. Some good rolls. Uh, June, I'm I think the interpretation here is that this works uh, a little too well. You don't quite have this dialed in yet, and so you pull vault into this pull and just go flying through the air, and is everyone else? is getting tousled around by this distant earthquake. I am going to, because you are so high, give you a perception check. 17. On a 17, you see the mountains in the far east tremble on the horizon just a bit. And you slam into the ground taking five points of falling damage. Oh. June, are you okay? Uh. Pick her up. June, stop playing in the sand. Yeah, I should, um, we should practice, practice that. Uh, that could be real cool someday. Um, there's mountains moving. You all felt an earthquake. Yep, that's what happens with the earthquake. It's basically just the planet saying, we moving. Are there a lot of earthquakes around here? Mm-hmm. Not, uh, not traditionally, no. They have been getting a bit more frequent since there was one when we were in the cave, right? Yeah, but I think that was, uh, off, off other friend. Go ahead and roll insight. Nat 20, baby. Oh, that's very hey. good. Yeah. For a 23 in total. Okay. Uh, Isaac, you say, that was our friend. That was Sleeko. That was the cleanser. That was this giant lizard that was tearing through the sands and fucking everything up. It makes sense to you. Harissa, the cleanser was nowhere near you. You remember the earthquakes caused by the cleanser, and it was a surface-level tremor. It was, oh, the sands are shifting and moving underneath us. This isn't that. And the earthquake that you experienced in the cave was certainly not that and your mind goes back to the fact that the entrance to the cave had slipped slightly below the earth like it had sunken mm-hmm. and you entered the very first time we cut 
to uh, the third day. Harissa or June, do you have anything you want to get up to? I do have a thing, but I think I would like to wait until we're not moving to do it. Yeah, that's fine. We can jump to the night, right? Like, we can jump to the night of the of the third day. So Spinks will wait until Isaac is kind of on his own a little bit or kind of like people are kind of peeling off for the evening, getting ready for bed or whatever. And he's going to go up to Isaac and... Uh, <clears throat> do, 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 just making my tent. Do, do. Oh, oh. Hi. Um, I know, you know, uh, could I... Could I talk to you? Mr. Spinks, usually you just walk up and start talking, so this is kind of new to me. Is everything okay? <laughs> I, I know. I mean, usually I'm very eloquent and I can just, you know, um, speak and not worry, but I don't know who else to ask because it's kind of weird asking Safra and God wouldn't understand and June would be confused. So, or maybe the other way around. Anyway... You're really scaring me right now, buddy. What's going on? He's uh, playing with his claws and sort of just like looking down sheepishly. Stop that! He slaps his hands. <laughs> oh, um, <clears throat> that's right, Sphinx. Be a man. You are a big boy now. Okay. Um, when you got big, you know, one night you just you opened your eyes and you were big, cause, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Um, did you? Notice scales in places that weren't there before. Okay, um. let's. let's <laughs> he looks around, makes sure. Mr. Speaks. Ah, we gotta have that. We have to have the talk, huh? All right. Because you know. We're guys. We're manly men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. you know, I'm big. And I assume everyone just sort of one night turns out to be a grown man. And mm-hmm. I just wondered how you... In the blink of an eye, it happens. Right. Truly. So, um... Oh, oh, Mr. Spinks, Mr. Spinks. We got a lot, lot, lot to talk about. Puts his arm around him, which is, like, really high now. So he's just <laughs> stretching. He'll, he'll kind of sit down. He's thank all right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <sighs> Now, let me tell you about the bison in the bark. And he starts walking off into the, <laughs> the distance as they the start. The bison in the bark. I love it. I love it. As they start. Oh, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. how babies are made. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> and they walk off into the night to talk about manly things. Christ almighty. Um, <laughs> how did I know? How did I know that was what was going to happen? I was not expecting that. I was like, how's she going to set this up? I know what's about to happen. (laughs) Immediately after after you said you couldn't have her separate and guard wouldn't understand, I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah. Uh, In his brain, Isaac obviously had this same growing up experience, you know? So. My mom told me it strangely enough. All right, all right. Oh, Smash cut. Was... Next day, fourth day, <laughs> last day. Jude, do you have uh, anything that you would like to, any conversation that you would like to have on our fourth day? Yeah, I want to talk to Mama. Uh, paint us a picture. Where are we at? What uh, What's the time of day? What's the situation? I think we may have like sat down or like stopped to eat, and June is kind of 
And she's sitting next to her mom. Mama, how... And you can tell me if this is um, not a good time to have this conversation, but how did, how did you know that daddy was the one? You ask your mother that question. And I think uh, that you all are sort of laying out a little bit of a, a spread of rations. You've kind of separated yourself from the rest of the group a little bit. And um, I think that she has taken a couple of provisions, a little bit of jerky, a couple of biscuits, and is just sort of pulling together uh, a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a lunch for the two of you. And she kind of looks away wistfully. Huh. You know, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised. That's the first time you've ever asked me that, Ju. I might have asked it in the five years that you were gone, but, um, you know. All right. I, you know what? Listen, that. point, point, point taken. <laughs> and she'll kind of like knock into, knock her elbow against her mom playfully. You know, I, I feel like every daughter wants to hear her mother say that it was the first time that they, the first time they met, the first time I laid eyes on him. I, I'm going to be honest with you, Juniper. Absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> the first time I met your, your father, I thought he was the dumbest, boisterous, full of himself, aggrandizing, boot-licking piece of shit I'd ever seen in my life. Amazing. That's so... I, I, don't, I don't get it. Well, as it turns out, that when you live in a world of political posturing, pretending, first impressions are meant to make you think something that may or may not be true about the person. And as I got to know Dale, I realized that he was certainly self-aggrandizing. That never changed. He was he was full of himself till the day he died. Uh, I can see how him and Isaac got along. You know, it was it was a little like that. You know your uncle Isaac. Probably as well as I do at this point. He he puts on a big game, but he is not that perfectly confident person. Nah, he's a big he's a big softy. Yeah, underneath that veneer, he is obsessed with making sure that the people around him are safe. And your daddy was like that too. I think the big problem was that he didn't realize that what he was doing wasn't keeping people safe. What he was doing was what he was told would keep people safe. And I remember there was a, <laughs> we were at a dinner. The uh, Lord Gov had called some sort of celebration or another. The Empressar had taken some city or some such nonsense. I can't remember. But I remember your father. And I remember the way that he looked at everyone he talked to, the way that he saw them, not just for who they were, but who they could be, who they wanted to be. He didn't know it, but that was the night I decided I was gonna help him see the folly of his political predicament. What, what do you mean? Go ahead and roll me an insight check, if you'd be so kind. You're trying to beat a 21. Uh, that's a nat 20 for 23. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, boys! <laughs> Mama thought she could pull... No. That's no. my niece. 
That's my niece. Christ. Let's go. June, you say, what do you mean? And before you can get a response, I think you kind of jostle her again, maybe a little less playfully, and you feel the reverberation of the bond off of that little nudge as you use your extort truth feature and you see your mother sit back and think and she goes to respond she opens her mouth but the words don't come so she closes raises an eyebrow sets her jaw and very very cautiously says I knew that I was in love with your father and I knew that the Lord Governor was hurting his people and I knew that had to change and as she's like chewing over every word that she's choosing, you you see that she is navigating this as if a moment ago it would have been effortless. The half-truth that she has told herself and you and everyone for ever. And now she's being forced to constrain herself to the whole truth. And it is hard for her to do. Are you okay, Mama? Yeah, I think it might be the sun or something. I'm feeling a little, a little off my kilter here. Was it hard, though, like in the beginning? Being in love with somebody that you weren't, like, you couldn't, like, conventionally be with? It was the hardest thing I've ever done. So, like, do you think it's okay if, um, like, say you really, really like someone, but, um, they're, like, super far away, like, really far away, um, is it still okay to like them? Like, really far away, like... June, this got a little bit more specific than I had envisioned. She gives you a little bit of a coy smile. And what's 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 being read on June's face here? Is June chomping at the bit to tell her mother what's going on, or does she sort of shy away from that knowing look? I think she shies away a little bit. Okay, but she's like, I, I'm, I met I met someone, um, but it was it was weird. <laughs> Usually like, is. I, kind of like tackled him like pretty early on into meeting him but um I'm gonna choose to not read into that he, word choice uh, no no I like I like pinned him yeah, <laughs> um, uh, mm. and then he like bunny bounced like way out of the way um That's but like he was <laughs> <laughs> but like he's kind of um he's like sort of dead um like met him uh, in the um, bathhouse. I see, I see. But, um, we've been, like, kind of keeping in touch a little bit. But I was a squirrel. I was, like, I was a red, kind of a red squirrel for a little bit. And he, he was, like, a rabbit. Uh, which is really funny because, like, his, like, 
For some reason, his last name kind of sounds like rabbit in a different language. Um, and <laughs> it just, I, I just don't know if that's, if that's like, okay, okay to um, feel feelings for someone that I'm probably not going to see until I die. That is certainly a complication. Yeah. But you've seen him already, and here you are. I've sort of seen. I've only seen him looking like a rabbit. I'll put it this way, June. I changed the whole world to be with your father. And there isn't a day that goes by that I don't think that it was the best and worst decision I ever made. I don't know if Mel would want me to... Mel? Take over, like, try to... Rabbit? Betray. Melman on lapping you Oh my. Oh, that's right. Juniper <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Snowthorn, he is 10 years your senior. Uh, uh, so? <laughs> what? What? How How do you know Mel? How, what? What is happening? Mel was a recruit onto your father when we lived in Agravar. Mel was the leader of the Agra Wardens for my entire time here. These past five years, Mel and I have been working very close. I, I guess I knew he was dead. I didn't know he was undead. I mean, he, I don't, I, he, oh, first of all, I'm, I'm an adult. He's also sort of dead, so I don't really know if you could say that. Mm, yeah, that's um, a complicated situation, and, and it, mostly it's just fucking weird to think about you dating one of your dad's co-workers. All right, all right, all right, listen, I know that I have not yet earned a place to pass <laughs> judgment in your life. I mean, you did go after a married man. Um, I mean, no, you, you were married, and... Well, kind of. I was a royal consort, so I was, like, legally owned by the Lord Governor. It was a weird situation. Oh, they're so fucked up. There's so many things that are fucked up. Yeah, this is kind of why I wanted to sort of dismantle that structure to the best of our ability. Right. Well, you don't have to worry that much, because, like I said, Mel is in the bathhouse. He's, like, running things at the bathhouse right now. Um... And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Chuna, I, I had a lot of things that could have happened in mind for your future and uh, falling in love with a previously mortal god of death was not uh, on that list. Wait, uh, well, I don't know if I'd say love. Um, I don't know him like super well. I just know that he, you know, makes me smile and likes to climb trees with me. So. Um, June, I don't know what's right for you, and I don't know if this is something that you ought to pursue because you are obviously enthusiastic about it, but I do know this, you can do just about whatever you put your mind to. And I think with that, we draw to a close. Mama, where do babies come from? (laughs) 
pack and leave. <laughs> it is time once again for the mid-roll. We took a vote on who would do the mid-roll today, but they all started clamoring about time off, and we've been walking through the desert for days, and we nearly died. So you've got Patrick today. You and I are going to have a conversation about our Patreon. Have you all checked out our Patreon? It Honestly, it's pretty goddamn great. Not only do all of our patrons get access to our full original soundtrack, which punches so fucking hard, they also get access to all of our bonus arcs like Blight of the Museum, Old Folks Tome, and one that's going to be coming out very soon. But if you come in at $10 a month or more, you get to submit magic items to the show. These magic items have the ability to swing the story in wildly new directions. Uh, Rami, honestly, wouldn't even be a part of the show if it wasn't for Guard climbing up her elephant using the cricket kickers designed and submitted for our last rallying interlude by patron Nick Plaisance. So if you want to write your name on the face of Rally, head on over to patreon.com slash unbalancedencounters and submit your items now. And if $10 a month is a little too rich for your blood, you'll get great rewards from $3 a month and up, and every tier comes with a seven-day free trial. Okay, that is the obligatory plug for the Patreon. Now we're going to try a little magic trick. Damn. Hear myself from the future. Truly wild stuff, y'all. Anyway, one last thing before you go. If you're listening to this interlude episode when it airs, I wanted to let you know that we're going to be taking a little break over December. The cast is going to be traveling and celebrating for the holidays, so we wanted to take a month to let all of you beautiful people catch up on the show and remind us all that breaks aren't just okay, they're necessary. So, we hope you're going to take some time to relax as well, both in real life and in the rest of this interlude episode. Okay, I love you, bye! We see you all pack, remount your boars and elephants... And begin the final leg of your journey back to Agrivar. And we see sand dunes giving way to scrub grass. The desiccated but uncleansed remains of the Agra plains surrounding the city itself. And you all reach the cliff's edge looking down onto the sandstone city in the valley. And at the very bottom of the hill, you see a very familiar prosthetic mustache. Yes! <laughs> where have you been all my life? Well, well, well. <laughs> and I think we see uh, your contingent make your way down this hill to the main entrance of Agravar, and you see... In an immaculate coincidence of timing, Benny Jazir and Yurgis Verkus. Yurgis Verkus, you old so and so. Sitting on the back of Carl, who is pulling yeah. their cart's worth of provisions. And I think you all see Whiskers sort of tap Benny on the shoulder. Benny, I believe that. Our friends are arriving coincidentally at the same time. And Benny turns, pinches the bridge of her nose. <sighs> well, at least they are not dead. Isaac! Hmm? Are you alive? Yeah. It's hot. Yeah. 
he's not dead. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, you all are now in a group making your way toward the entrance to Agravar. What do you do? Uh, first off, I get off CJ. CJ. Yo, Daddy Carl. Benny. <laughs> this is Rami. Rami. This is Benny. And then these all people, y'all know each other. Hi, Benny. Hello, Mr. Spinks. It's good to see you. Hi. Hi, Whiskers. Is anyone else noticing that Mr. Spinks is very large all of a sudden? No? Oh, oh yes. Um, <clears throat> You may be... It may be, you know, it sometimes not easy to notice, but you know, I've been working out. Um, mm -hmm. it's working for you. You're doing very well. It's honestly miraculous. I didn't, Thanks. I did not think that working out could make you like four and a half feet taller. Yeah, you know, not many people know. Uh, but there's a certain type of like lift you can do that actually makes Show you. Show the lift, Mr. Spinks. Here, look out, ladies. Here's the gun show. Mm. Benny just <sighs> and he's gonna like flex his I'm, I'm obviously doing it in the camera right now for, for everybody else to see but for our listeners I'm flexing you know doing the curls he's kissing his biceps Spinks <clears throat> has been working with the liver king mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. eating all the supplements and, and doing all the raw food Lots diets of protein what are y'all doing here Whiskers is just furiously writing this stuff down uh, uh, hi Benny Juniper, you're looking well. Oh, thank you. Uh oh. Benny, did you know about this? And she'll point her bow staff to her mom. Catherine, I'm glad to meet you. And Catherine raises an eyebrow and says, I don't believe we have had the pleasure Catherine Snowthorn. Wait a minute. Wait. Oh, Rami, see, this is where it's going to get interesting. Go ahead. Listen. Y'all hadn't met? No, we had not, Juniper. Oh. What? But oh. I believe that Miss Jazir, was it, knows all about me. Isn't that right, Miss Jazir? I would imagine we have much to discuss. Uh, well, I feel a bit like an asshole. Um, yeah, uh, Mama, Benny, Benny, my mama. Uh, cool. And she'll, like, dash over by guard <laughs> to let them talk. <laughs> yeah. It would probably be wise for us to wait to have these conversations until we know what we are up against in Agravar. Isaac, hmm. your brother Quan, he's in rally with his family. Yes, so I've heard. How did you hear? I'm a mystical, magical man now. Benny. Oh, for fuck's sake. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> it's, it's so funny because that's also just true. <laughs> Gonna like, take that one at face value. That's a real answer. <laughs> I communed with the gods. They gave me answers. Hmm. Listen, you knew? Who am I to question now? He told me on no uncertain terms that he was there for fear of his own life and that he did not know if you had survived the attack. Oh, well, that ain't nothing new. 
I'll show up in a decade or two and he'll know I'm completely fine. I'm kidding. Great I'll just, family I'll just dynamic. Wonderful, healthy family dynamic going on there. Fantastic. Good example for the kids. What in the hell is going on in Agravar as the carts are turning and you all are just like approaching the front? Well, gate? we think that possibly there could be some sort of coup happening with all those, uh, the sisterhood. Well, we don't even know where the new Lord Governor is. Could be dead. Right now. Could be what? dead and gone. You say that and Katarin kind of goes a little blue. The last we heard, he was off with Trent. And I cannot trust Trent as far as I can spit. Benny screws up her face a little bit. What has the Grand Matron done to earn this distrust? Oh, many, many lies. Um, she lied about where Catherine was, why she left. Uh, she lied to us about her intentions. She tried to trick uh, the Lord Governor himself, has probably severed some memories or some shit. I don't know. But there's a lot of things. Uh, she had a whole diary about trying to kill Isaac. I mean, as Harissa's like going on, that June would have like pulled out the stuff to like hand it like or to show like vanna like here's our evidence <laughs> all right uh, oh, and, go uh, ahead and... the uh things is also the same as the assassins the uh the darts um so that's that uh, mm -hmm. go ahead and roll me uh group insight if you'd be so kind yeah <gasps> group insight mm -mm 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 Alrighty. 18 for me okay five june that was a five five Okay. So far, ten is the is the wait, number. Wait, wait, no, eighteen. Wait, Somebody I got can, eighteen. I could be an awesome roller. Hold on. Go, go, go. That's a nine. Okay, so that is a group ten uh, on that insight <laughs> check. Uh, you all <laughs> see that Benny is fighting a look of sudden guilt. All right. Well, that's new information. Um. Anything you want to share, Benny? We're just running around fighting gods and everything. Would would love some information if you got it. All right, all right. Uh, before we go in, is there anything we need to do to make sure that we're not going to get jumped on our way in? Ooh, that's a that's a good that's a good point. I think we've got numbers and elephants and elephant elephant. <laughs> the favor of the gods on our side. I say we just go in and see what there is to be seen. I'm down. You all start walking in, and I would like everyone to please roll me a group survival check. Oh, oh I'm great at those. I'm pretty good at them, actually. Unless I roll a natural Oof. one. That's oh. an eight. I got a 15. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're going to call that at a 15. You all uh, make your way in? Could be worse, I guess. You all make your way in, and as you go, Benny starts telling you as much as she knows that she was sent to rally after Katarin's arrival at the behest of the Grand Matron, that she was instructed to keep a close eye on Juniper and Isaac, and that she was told to report all of your movements to the Grand Matron. She was a mole person. Leave it to the sisterhood. They can't keep their eyes off me. 
I tell you. We thought it was mine. (laughs) She does tell you that in her time at Rally, she exercised exactly one moment of disobedient discretion. At no point did she feel it prudent to inform Agravar of Rally's loss of a leader. And she tells you all that she felt that if Agravar had known that it was Isaac in charge of things, they probably would have been on your doorstep quite a bit sooner. And so news of Dale's death never made it to Riley Trent. But why? As I know obviously why it didn't get to her, but why did Benny choose not to? Like, if Benny had no particular allegiances at that point, why did she decide that was the thing she didn't want to say? You get the sense that Benny never considered Riley Trent to be an antagonistic actor. She never thought that there might be a matter of betrayal. But she was unconvinced about Hank, and that the sisterhood teaches you that the balance of power is delicate, and that information in the right hands can very easily sway it. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's not. But it helps to explain why Dale Snowthorn's name was on that list. And you all are making your way through the streets of Agravar now. There are no crepe sellers on the corners. The bustle has died. Windows shutter. What time of day is it, sorry? It is toward the evening. So maybe seven o'clock, something to that effect and so quiet might be expected but this is a subdued quiet a cautious quiet where's the cabbage guy <laughs> you can't you can't sell cabbages this late in the night juniper get all soggy cabbage curfew yeah. <laughs> fried cabbage and on a 15 survival check you all are making your way toward the citadel when you hear from an alley. All right, everyone halt. Identify yourselves. You want to start with the animals first or? You're out past curfew. I'm going to need some identification. Curfew? Curfew? It would have been nice if there was someone at the gate to tell us that there was a curfew. I mean, how are we supposed to know? I'm waiting. I pull out the punch card. (laughs) (laughs) Prepare to get punched. <laughs> do you actually? Do you actually? Are you actually going to go with the punch card? I don't have any idea. Like what? Like, I mean, you could things. say your names, right? Like oh. that's a, that's a thing that you could do. <laughs> I am guard. Isaac X drummer. This is CJ. Safra Harissa and Spinks. Uh, Mr. Spinks. <clears throat> Jin's not going to say her name, but she's. We're here with a missing advisor, Hank's missing advisor, and we're here to see him. Uh, The Lord Governor. The Lord Governor. You all see the glint of a blade as a glaive makes its way out from behind the shadow, followed by its bearer. It's Alistair. Oh, hey, Alistair. Advisor, you say? Doing all right? Isaac? Things are a little tense at the moment. Who is the advisor? And Katarin sits up. Alistair, it's me. It's it's Katarin. 
Alistair shakes his head a little bit, squints. I, we had all assumed you were dead. All right, you all need to get to the Citadel right away. Follow me. I'm going to stay really close to Mama. This is the Alistair that we saw in that little scene get strangled. We didn't right? see it. I know, we, we didn't got no the, the audience saw the strangling. I just want to make sure it's the same Alistair. Yeah, same character. character. Same character. Yeah. Uh, so he's alive, apparently. Uh, we cut to the war room. And you all watch for, I think, a tense moment as Katarine falls into the arms of her firstborn child and Hank is there and he is alive and he is okay. Where's Trent? And we see Katerin kind of take her hand, push herself back, leaning on Hank a little bit. She sort of shakes her head and you see that she's crying a little bit. Do you say that out loud? Where's Trent? Uh, yes. Why not? Okay. And she says... Saffir's right. We have a lot to talk about. June's gonna kind of lean back and whisper to Safra. I thought he was gone. So did I. That's why I want to know very quickly where she is and what happened. I want to go up to Hank. I'm so glad you're here. I, I, we didn't know where you were, and I'm gonna go in to hug him. He accepts that hug without restraint. Cool. I'm going to give him a big old pat, hard pat. Uh, yeah, is this extort truth? Yeah, yeah. Is this extort yeah. truth? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I got a spend key point. Christmas saving throw of 14. Charisma saving throw of 14. I believe he's got a negative two to his charisma. Amazing. No, he doesn't. Does he? We we both get it we're from not, our mama, we're maybe. Not, yeah, I'm we're not as related as I thought we were. <laughs> that is an eleven minus two is nine. That Yay. is an absolute failure. Cool. Uh, so he is unable to speak a deliberate lie, and you have advantage on charisma checks for the next ten minutes. Uh, he. <clears throat> uh, um, oh, sorry, sorry there, June. It's it. Good to see you too. I uh, Harris told me that. Uh, You've made it out okay. Glad to see you found your way back. Yeah, do you want to uh, tell us where you were and where where's Trent? Why, do, why, do, why didn't everybody take a seat around the table here? I feel like there's a little bit of backstory we got to get into. Oh, okay. Also, Mr. Spinks, looking very large. Looking very large, very impressive. Oh, Thank you. I, I didn't think anyone would notice. I appreciate you uh, you saying. And he's going to kind of like sit very awkwardly at, on one of the chairs like <laughs> <laughs> Somebody remind me we got to get bigger chairs made for Spinks and Guard. Anyway, I suppose you all have figured out at least a little bit about the attempted assassination plot that went off the night we all disappeared. So what I know happened to you is that uh, Elzarun found y'all, got you safely out of the city. At the same time, Safra's brothers were responsible for collecting me and Trent and getting us to the safe house. Well, as you could see, the one succeeded, the other not so much. I have not seen hide nor hair of Riley Trent since probably the end of that evening. Fuck. 
We don't know if she's gone. We don't know if she's dead. We don't know where she fell on the side of any of these things. For the life of me, I can't get a straight answer out of anybody as to who was performing the coup. Seems like bodies just started hitting the floor. We found Alistair half-choked out on the floor. When he came to, he told us that he got Quan out of town, which I'm very surprised about. So we know that Trent was actually behind a great deal of um, things that weren't in uh, anyone's best interests uh, other than hers and parties unknown. Yes. Very nefarious dealings. Read that word in a book once. It's a good word. Nefarious. Nefarious. Feels good to say. Uh, Settle down, boys, please. We have a very damning journal, which I don't know why villains decide to write all of their thoughts in a journal. I don't know. But here is her diary. Uh, Here is proof that she was working with assassins. June has other proof. I was afraid of this. What's the other proof I have? I don't know. You had a letter or something. Doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) I love that we're all whispering. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? <laughs> we were already pretty concerned about uh, Trent. I had been harboring my suspicions since Ma disappeared. I had never really fully bought the line that she had gone off on her own. Katarin shakes her head. Riley sent you? Katarin nods. I suppose, June, your mole people theory held more water than we had expected. Mole people? <laughs> <laughs> This one went all the way to the top. Well, I guess that also might explain the issues down south. More than likely. That's why I've dispatched both of the Harrisons to see if we can corral the men, get a good defensive line going. Now that they know what we're up against, we can start rooting out possible infiltrators. Downside is is that we have no meaningful commanding on our eastern front. Was that like, were you... Because we... We kind of busy saving the world, but, you know, I might have some spare time to, you know, do a little <laughs> training montage, but other than that, I'm not saying no, but, you know, just do a little thing back when you You know what? I might have a, a good um associate who might be able to um whip your people into shape. Is this a pitch? Is this a pitch for Rami? <laughs> no, it's a pitch for my mom, bro. <laughs> this is a pitch for your fucking mom. That's fantastic. Um, yes. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, so, go fucking go ahead. And make me a persuasion check. Okay. Amazing. I mean, she. Well, she hasn't. Can I just confirm? She hasn't been out that Sorry, long. That's him being sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Yeah. Go ahead and add the bonus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm using inspiration. Uh, this is for my mom. Okay. <laughs> For your mom. Mom's inspiration. That's a 24. Yeah. yeah. Hank goes. I, Isaac, have you been holding out on us? Well, I can't give you all my secrets. I Listen, I mean, we need all the help we can get about this point, right? We are operating on an absolute God's damn shoestring. We've had to implement a curfew because we can't even patrol the streets, let alone fight a two-front war. And these earthquakes don't even get me started. Well, yeah, the, the earthquakes might be something that me and my people look into. But yeah, I can I could talk to uh, old Axe Drummer, see if she's willing to um help out. 
Axe if you can convince your mother to lead our Eastern forces, we'll have this war won within the week. All you have to do is make sure you you make sure that she gets all the hot goss. I think she'll be willing to do it. Mm-hmm. Hot mm-hmm. goss. And uh, just so you know, we did manage to um, speak to the god, and there will no, there won't be any more um, devouring of the world. Uh, so we may welcome. have to get a backup god set up in the mm-hmm. near future. So we'll be working on that we're, as well. We're working yes. on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like the it, the sand dunes aren't going to just like suddenly pop back up to what the inhabitable place it used to be. I kind of didn't think that was going to really happen. That's probably going to take a fair bit of ecological work on our part. You're God of grass. But, uh, grass God. You, you genuinely, <laughs> you solved the desert problem and it was a God? Yes. Please, I told God. you. Crazy world out there, huh? And uh, something tells me maybe these earthquakes as well are probably God-adjacent. Is there anything that's not God-adjacent? At this point, I doubt it. Oh, great. Possibly not the stuff happening in the South. Maybe those mushroom guys. I Now there are mushroom guys involved. I Nah, they're just some fun guys. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, this is a very serious... Serious war table. Look how polished it is and fancy. Should we talk about the mountains? Yes. What about the mountains? Mm. Uh, talk about the mountains? Why we gotta talk about the mountains? I ain't got nothing to say about the mountains. Ain't nothing wrong with the mountains. Alright, go ahead and roll me a deception check with disadvantage. <laughs> Can I roll an insight check to see if I understand that? Yes. What, what Isaac is trying to say? Yes, that's, you're trying to, this to is me. gonna be contested. Insight versus deception at disadvantage. Oh, I had a nat 20. But I also got an 11 for a 17. I got a 4. I don't understand anything. I'm, I'm, I read nothing. Okay. <laughs> uh, Isaac, even at his least charismatic, is just just pulling the wool over. Uh, I mean, we could talk about the the mountains. That seems to be the source of all the, all the tumult at the moment. I know that we've got a leaderless force in the Eastern Front, which... Is in the mountains. I know that Safra's mother is now a few months overdue for bringing back reinforcements from the eastern hills. Mm. And it sounds like y'all might have reason to go there to investigate earthquakes. I think either way, we need to be able to gather an army together to do something about the Empressor. Correct. If we head in the eastern direction, see where my mother has gotten to, see what's happened to reinforcements, set up Isaac's mother... Maybe we can see what the earthquakes are doing at the same time. Win-win, huh? It's a better plan than we had at the beginning of the day. Now, let me just make sure everyone understands my mother's just going to be a consultant. All right? <laughs> she can't be doing any battling or fighting. It's going to mess up her yoga. Okay? And my dad will also kill me. So. <laughs> Makes sense. Before we leave, I want to kind of hold back a little bit with Hank. Hey, uh, I got a question for you. Shoot. Who is the best sister in the whole world <laughs> who brought Mama back and has it been 10 minutes? <laughs> you got to tell me the truth, bitch. <laughs> Hank, Hank rolls his eyes. Who's, who's the best sister? It's going to be you, the... Juniper. It's going to be right. you. That's right. She'll walk away. Uh, Hank, I think, kind of stands and says, all right, 
Sounds like the plan is to build an army on the Eastern Front. Y'all are gonna need... I mean, don't mind me being blunt, but your armor looks like absolute shit. Isaacs is, like, split in three pieces. Listen, we know, we know. Like, we've already been told by everybody we look like ass. We're already gonna go on a shopping God spree. I've been told that I have to go and, like, try on dresses. Listen. <laughs> we know. God hit me. Whatever y'all need, you're gonna be able to get from either the Citadel or any of the surrounding shops. And he pulls out a little clay tablet and hands it to harissa and says that ought to be the blank check you need is this get like yourself started platinum card thing yes wait is it is that amex make sure it's, it's not agrifar express <laughs> what are y'all talking about <laughs> what are y'all talking about <laughs> and the meeting draws to a close uh, and you all have been turned loose upon the armory and the city at large to buy basically whatever you need. I have a bunch of shit that I want to do. Uh, so when Harissa wakes up, she wakes up with the thought of, I'm going to finish the job my mother should have started in the first place um she is going to she's like on this very fixed thought process of just like right this is what i have to get done despite her i am going to be amazing and wonderful and a and a leader etc etc so she has made a list of um, all the kind of provisions that she thinks that they're going to need for the journey over there she's made um a list of the people she would like with her on that journey like she's given lists to some guards and say like, right i need this many barrels of this i need this many crates of this and i want them on this um like entourage ready to go in like a day or two and she's just like whap, 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 one after the other like sending them out on their on their things um she's going to go down to the armory so we are we are going to take a moment. We are going to take a moment and we are going to uh, spend some time in the armory first, it sounds like. A couple of other stops on the way, but let's start with the, the armory. Does that sound right? Yeah. Uh, who else is going to the armory? I want to do this as, uh, as a little scene. Who else is going to the armory? Isaac. Harissa and uh, Isaac, I feel like, uh, Saffron and Isaac, I feel like you two are up. Just sort of like like crack of dawn, I feel like Safra like shoots out of bed and is like, I will wake up on time today. I will get this fucking done. I have my checklist. I'm getting organized. It's go time, baby. Um, and I think that you like bump into Isaac, who's like sipping a cup of coffee in like, he's got like a robe on over his like shuffling around clothes. Because <laughs> uh, the armory's in the Citadel. It's so. the kimono. He's got the kimono. He's absolutely got the kimono right, on. Cool. Um, and uh, the two of you make your way uh, into this uh, this relatively expansive space, right? You sort of walk in, and there are rows of uh, you know daggers and arrows and sundry kind of ammunition and items that you you know that that uh, that you might need to outfit uh, a soldier kind of preparing for war. Zafra and then going to grab a trolley. Yeah, exactly. At the, at yeah. the entrance. 100%. 100%. Yep. Uh, and then these suits of armor kind of fill out the space. I really want you to envision like kind of like a Costco floor, oh, right? That's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, I need a trolley for this bad boy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And uh, and right at the, uh, the front... Uh, you see a counter, basically a, a, a you know kind of a what, what what we would approximate as a as a checkout counter, uh, with a very large <laughs> book uh, splayed out over it, uh, and uh, no one behind it. 
Oh, I hate self-checkout. I hate when they do this. Uh, um, I'm gonna be down aisle three. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. This isn't self-checkout. Uh, and you see a very small gnomish person kind of pull themselves up over the lip of the counter. You honestly think I'm gonna trust you to walk out of here with just anything you want? Not how this is gonna go, buddy. You are looking at this. Uh, you are looking at this. This this gnomish man, old, old, old gnomish man. He's got long silver hair, sort of pulled back into uh, this like intricate little braid. Uh, he's got like a big mustache that kind of comes out and curls into these like dense coils. Uh, and he is kind of glaring at you uh, over half moon spectacles with just like these piercing silver eyes. Uh, and he scrutinizes you. What's your name, friend? Isaac Ekstrom. Isaac Ekstrom. Isaac Ekstrom. Isaac Ekstrom. He pulls out another book. Boom! Slams it on the counter. <laughs> Flips through. Uh, dust flies everywhere. Um, Ekstrom. 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 You would think with the A, it would be toward the beginning. <laughs> Ekstrom or Ekstrom. So much dust. It's the oh. AX, really. There's a lot of like, uh, a lot of like Allens and Antonys yeah, and Agravar. Yeah. Honestly, we have one whole book for Agra. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Alvin's probably. Ekstrom or Ekstrom or Risa, Griffin, Quan. Well, now this is just embarrassing at this point. Quan's in there before me? <laughs> I thought this was supposed to be uh, alphabetical. <laughs> when was the last time you were in? Like two decades ago. Oh, for the love of you, could have led with that. Uh, excuse me, uh, sir. He's just holding the holding the book twice the size over his head. Just having to rifle through more of your tomes. Does this card just allow us to do what we need to do? I'm just gonna hold up the Costco membership card. Begrudgingly, yes. Thank you, gave us. I wanted to let him do his thing. <sighs> Well, I mean, I'm assuming you're related to the other Axtrummers that seem to check out, and you've got the card, so... It was, it was a nice thing. I was, I was enjoying it, but... Oh, sorry, I was getting very... No, 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 no. I'm, know, just, I'm just making... It, it was yeah, just, there was a lot was of dust. Maybe less dust, and then yeah, you know. more people will sit through that. I was always told if you have time to lean, you have time to clean. So I just... And there's not many people here, and I feel like it should be cleaner. You know what? You both are on thin fucking ice. <laughs> Nobody comes into the shop of Derek Silverstone and tells him how to run his business. Derek Silverstone, named by our illustrious patron, Derek Silverstone. Thank oh my you, God. Derek. Hey! <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, what? Okay, hey. Derek's in this now. Let's fucking go. Can I do a contested um, intimidation? <laughs> yeah, you fuck it. Of course you can. Absolutely. Uh, so this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be insight from you, and uh, he's gonna roll. He's gonna roll intimidation. Uh, he has a minus one uh, to charisma, but he has expertise in intimidation. So oh, he's gonna shit. add a I... uh, he's gonna add a plus three to this roll. That's a three on the die. None of that explanation meant anything. I, I got a nat one. So. <gasps> <laughs> Waking in her boots. I'm very sorry. I, I didn't mean to offend. I hope we can still browse. Uh, if you begrudgingly, allow. yes. Thank browse. You, I, oh, we're buying. Yes. Thank you very much, oh. sir. Thank you for I and I'm pushing. Okay. 
Isaac away. Thank you, thank, thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. I won't forget this. We turn around an aisle, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, he was terrifying. Uh, so here is how this is going to work. Uh, you guys can have access to any item from the player's handbook. If it costs less than 100 gold, it is yours, no questions asked. Uh, if it costs more than 100 gold, uh, it is going to be in a state of disrepair as Agravar as, is, like, struggling oh, to keep afloat. Uh, you will be able to theoretically fix those things, uh, but there will be a repair DC associated with it. If only someone had mending. So uh, as we walk through the aisles, and I imagine that kind of tinny overhead music kind of... Uh, playing as we go. Uh, Isaac, do you know... Um, what do you think? Do you think I could pull off this? And she's going to pull out like a scale mail. It's real loud. All the, all yeah. the jangles and jingles. Maybe not. Um, also, I feel like I'd clash with Spinks maybe a bit. Um, There's a little bit too much scale action going on, yeah. You guys kind of did that in the underworld. I didn't want to say anything because, you know, you, you're figuring some stuff oh. out. But there's a lot of clashing going on. Listen, yeah. you should tell me. Like, I don't want to walk around. Oh, no, looking. I will. Okay. I will. It just okay, seemed like, like, like life stuff was happening. And then you were all trying to flirt with that one uh, barista and everything. Uh, 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 so. uh, uh, Let's not. Oh, uh, we're not bringing that talk, up anymore. No, listen, I wasn't flirting. That that's not that's not how I flirt. I flirt like a pro. Uh, mm. So I don't. That was just me talking, like a normal person. <clears throat> we got a lot of work to do. All right, let's look for some more stuff. <laughs> its breastplate is medium. It's the best medium armor. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. It's basically pretty good medium armor, and it doesn't mess with your dex checks yep. for stealth. All right. It's okay, the most so, expensive medium armor by some margin, but yes. it's, it's what you want. Okay. So on an end cap, there's going to be like, sale, breastplate <laughs> armor, 100 gold. Uh, so <laughs> Yeah, so breastplate costs 400 gold. Breastplate <laughs> costs 400 gold. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and ask you to make me a, uh, a luck check here. I got a nine. Uh, so you do you do see that there is like, there's an end cap uh, where it says like <laughs> breastplates, 50% off. Uh, and then there's just nothing there. Oh. <sighs> Oh, we missed them. Uh, and Derek like looks over and says, "Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's it. That's it for repairs. Give me a sec." Repair what? And he slides breastplate out from like a, a little cubby behind his counter and clanks it up on the oh, counter. It's been refurbished. Okay. Oh, so this is like a uh, secondhand or what? What is this? Uh, everything in the store is secondhand at this point. I don't know if you know this, but we have not had a lot of um, windfall as a nation. Uh, it's been a tough time. Uh, so uh, what this is going to practically mean, you can either leave it with Derek until you leave Agravar and he can fix it up for you, uh, or... Uh, you can make a uh, just one check with any sort of crafting kit. So this is basically dex for you. I mean, I think the easiest thing is going to just be leave leaving it. it with him. Right. Cool. Okay. Uh, just means you're not going to get it until you get out of Agravar. I'm not so. expecting too much, like, fighting before we leave. Okay. I hope. All right. Uh, yeah, I can have this done oh, for you before you... Oh, summer child. <laughs> Listen. Uh, you looking for, are you looking for uh, full plate? Yeah. He casts locate object. 
All right, oh. it should be somewhere in here. All right, go ahead and roll me. Uh, we're we're gonna say uh, we're gonna say another lock check. You're gonna roll this at advantage uh, for a fifteen hundred gold piece of plate oh uh, set of plate. No, nope, not with an eleven and a twelve. Uh, twelve's not bad though. Twelve's not bad. Um, you do see that there are uh, like multiple sets of plate. All you need to do is hit a DC fifteen craft check at some point, or like Safra, you could leave them here until you leave. Uh, he's gonna take it with them. Okay. Oh, uh, all right. If you don't, uh, you don't remember when my brother was polishing a uh, old guard back at my mama's house? Oh yeah. Yeah, we got stuff like that back at the house. All right, so that's uh, that's gonna be one piece of refurb breastplate and one piece of uh, u- gent- gently used plate mail. Uh, Five hundred arrows. I'm gonna take all these javelins over here. Sir, that is 80 javelins. <laughs> All right, maybe I'll put a few back. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm um, I'm not I'm legally not allowed to say no, but that just feels like a that's that feels like an no, absolutely no, twisted number of javelins. Uh, that, that 80 was a little too much here. Also, do you 40 have should be um, all right. Uh what are your bow staffs looking like? Uh bow staffs are pretty cheap, so it should be uh, I got one right here. <laughs> Wags the javelin in your face. <laughs> I'm June. <laughs> hey, look, I'm June. <laughs> he puts he puts one arm behind his back. See? No. Uh, he, uh, Derek, Derek like shakes his head and he points uh, to another one of those end caps and it's just like um they're they're just sticking out of it like a bunch of fucking like Grassini. They're just like, there's oh. like a bouquet of like them. Like breadsticks on a table. They're two um, silver a piece. You could take take whatever you need. Could I? Isaac now. grabs another 80. <laughs> gonna take a bunch. I also want to see if, like I want to roll a luck check to see if I can find just like, I don't know, something that has been left behind by accident or like something that is better quality than the other things. You know, like how you look for a bargain when you're like in TJ Maxx. <gasps> And you're like, oh shit, there's Some something hemp real fucking rope. good, right? So, so you're like, just looking for you're just you're just rolling a luck check to see if you find anything right. good. <laughs> oh, I just got another nine. Oh, oh tartar okay. sauce. Um, so you are kind of pushing around. You sort of get to uh, a thing labeled bargain bin. Yeah, like me a bargain bin. <laughs> and you start shuffling through it. Uh, and there is a, a little uh, wooden box that seems to have been labeled in. Uh, you you can't really tell what it. It genuinely you, it kind of seems like blood. <laughs> is this box cursed? And Amazing. it says <laughs> antitoxin. One dose. Can I open it? Uh, it is nailed shut. Nailed, nailed shut. All right, yes. okay. And it's an antitoxin. That's what it says. I'm gonna fucking take that. Yeah, I'll have it. Seems pretty useless. All right. So we are doing uh, forty javelins, uh, <laughs> dozen quarter stabs, uh, mm-hmm. five hundred arrows, mm-hmm. an order for breastplate to be completed, and a slightly impaired full plate. All right, uh, you all settle up, uh, settle up your tab, uh, and uh, prepare for all of these things to be delivered on shipment, except the uh, full plate. Uh, and we are going to jump uh, to our next 
desire for purchase. Guard, what are you getting up to? Guard is trying to find the place where people are selling like illegal stuff. Guard is uh, looking for a black bit. market. I'm excited yeah, about this. We've done this bit. It's always uh, go a ahead, good bit. Go ahead and roll me a survival check, please. Because he knows at this point that if you're looking for the real dangerous stuff, that's a six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, guard. Uh, the guy's selling mango juice. Walk up to a mango juice sales <laughs> cart. Uh, there is a there's a there's a juice purveyor, but he he looks closed. Uh, he mm-hmm. does not look like he is. He's sort of active. He's like shuffling along the street. He's got this cart that's sort of closed up, um, and uh, he maybe stares a little too long as he's passing. He kind of catches your attention. Uh, but he tries to hurry past. Do you move to stop him? Excuse me. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, uh, how, how can I help you, sir? I see you have a cart. I do indeed, yes. I don't remember what this fucking guy sounded like. Doesn't matter. Where would I go to find people with carts that sell? And guard looks slowly to one direction and slowly to the other. Dangerous weapons and explosives. I honestly cannot believe that this would happen to me twice in a fortnight. Why, why do I look like I would know where you could get explosives, sir? And he holds out a hand in a vague gesture atop his cart. And it might be deferential. It might be asking for something. Guard will look at the hand for a little bit too long. Insight check to figure right. out if I know what he's asking for. Fantastic. That's going to be terrible. Guard is going to reach into his bag and he is going to pull out a white token. From the bathhouse? Mm-hmm. This is an item from the underworld. It is incredibly underworldly. He straightens. You don't say. I do say. I just did say. Do you need me to repeat my... This is an token from the underworld. He reaches out to see if you're going to let him take it. Yeah, I'll let him take it. What's he going to run away? Kill him. He pulls it in. Uh, Listen, uh, buddy, I think the place that you're looking for, right? Over there, there's a false wall. A little bit of wood. Leads to an alley. That's where you want to go. Thank you. Pleasure doing business with you, friend. Woohoo! And he yeets off. I still don't know what those tokens are fucking for. I have a bunch of them. Um, (laughs) We will, we will, I'll go to the false wall. Okay. Uh, There's a false wall. How are you, how are you going about getting through it? Guard is going to walk through it. Yep. Yep. But with the full force of a 700 pound ceramic golem. Uh, You crash through this wall, continuing just. It's going to turn to a fucking combat scene. You continue down this alleyway as it narrows and darkens. And at one point, you feel yourself absolutely drowning in the bodies of slithering capybara uh, (laughs) as they tidal wave over you. But you're like a thousand pounds and unmovable. They turn Uh, into a slushy of capybara as they they just just sort of trosh through them. (laughs) Some of them, yeah. Like a slow blender. (laughs) And I think a lot of them are just like up and over your shoulders and stuff. Uh, And you just trudge through them until they... uh, They're like balloon animals full of raw meat just popping around me. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Fuck. And you uh, make it uh, into 
a clearing lit by torchlight. And there are uh, several somewhat inscrutable signs uh, above the doors that line this sort of cul-de-sac of kind of backdoor entrances. Uh, you see one that is shaped like a flask or a, a you know, kind of a, like a glass vial. Uh, you see one that is uh, shaped like a meat cleaver. You see one that is shaped like a crystal ball. Uh, you see one that is uh, shaped like a tree. Uh, and you see one that is in the shape of a little doll. What was the first one? Uh, like an Erlenmeyer flask, right? Like a like an alchemist's flask. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go towards that. I'm just gonna knock on the door. Hold your horses! Hold your horses! What do you want? I would like dangerous weapons, specifically explosives or incendiaries. Are you a cop? No. You legally have to tell me if you're a cop, otherwise it's entrapment. I will admit to you that I don't know what a cop is, but I don't think I am one. All right, fantastic. Uh, and this person opens the door. Come on in, come on in. Uh, and you see this scruffy looking, you know, kind of patchy beard, blonde, you know, sort of sandy hair. Uh, you know, kind of crow's feet. Halfling. He leads you in and says, uh, glad, uh, glad to hear you're not a cop. Uh, we don't take too kindly to cops around these parts. What's your name, friend? My name is Guard. Simple, effective. I like it. All right, so you're looking for, you're looking for explosives, huh? I would like explosives. What are you trying to blow up? You trying to I... blow up a dam? You trying to blow up, uh, uh, you trying to blow up a parliament building? You trying to commit light terrorism? What are you looking for, friend? I would like explosives that can be <laughs> adhered to arrows or thrown easily. Explosives that could be adhered to arrows or thrown easily. So you're looking for something small. You're looking for something a little bit on the aerodynamic side. All right, all right, all right. And they're like shuffling through like piles of things and this room is just like it's dense and it's close and it smells of gunpowder and acids uh and you see like whoo, 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 stuff is just getting kind of like thrown past you and like goes off screen and just like poof, poof, explodes off screen well i got a couple of options for you there friend uh and they offer you uh two options one is a uh, a handful of little white paper uh, sachets that are filled with powders, and uh, this this halfling says these powders are highly combustible. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with black powder? No, but the person who will be using these is great. I don't need to give you any of the safety warnings. That shit takes up so much time. And then they hand you uh, a couple of vials four vials of a kind of bluish black thick liquid ever use alchemist fire no i don't need to give you the safety you'll figure it out you're a smart lad <laughs> we're gonna I love how die responsible this seller is it's like here's the safety uh, how many <laughs> how many of each of these does uh, so four say? vials of alchemist fire and uh, go ahead and roll me a uh we'll say 2d4 for the uh powder five Okay, that's five of the sachets of black powder. There is one more thing. 
I would like one very large explosive. Now we're going to be blowing up some parliament buildings. Okay. All right. I see. I understand. Uh, do you want to take out a whole city block? Or are you trying to take out like a, you know, a, a small patch of forest? What's your, what's your angle here, friendo? I would like it to be as devastating an explosion as possible within reason for me to hold in an object that is not much larger than a barrel. Uh-huh. I would like to be able to hold it and throw it myself. So I, I have a question for you specifically. Mm-hmm. How is, is Guard planning on paying? What's the thinking here? I think oh, Guard is going to assume that he can take it. Okay. Then he's going to offer that this guy should get paid by the, the government heck? because we know the king. And then he's either going to threaten him or kill him to take it. That's probably going to be the order of operation. The escalation. Okay. Uh, I think we get through the first two, and I think that there is a level of incredulity uh, met to those those first two approaches. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and roll me an intimidation check? We know the king. <laughs> that is the language you would use. That's a natural 20. Yes. Or 22. We yes. know the king. We know the king. <laughs> I think it I think it does escalate to violence, right? I think that natural 20 is like the threat of and I think that this guy has like taken everything back. What does it look like when you get a natural 20 on intimidation here? So then I guess I think after a couple minutes of back and forth when guard realizes that he's not going to be able to get this stuff and that he needs this stuff to help uh, his allies accomplish their goals, he's going to look down at the guy. Are you absolutely sure that there's no way I can leave with these items? Listen, buddy, I am an equal opportunity purveyor. You come back here with money, real money, and no promises of the of the of the Lord Gov paying your tab for you. You can have anything you want and more. I'll give you the moon, I'll give you the stars, I'll give you my heart on a sleeve. You didn't answer my question. Do you have money? No. Come back with money. Okay. And Guard is going to take out his axe and he's going to chop the halfling in half. Holy shit. And I'd like oh you to please God. go ahead and roll me a luck check. <laughs> That's oh a six. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> We're on, so bad on our luck checks. So on a six. On a six. The closest thing you could find to the kind of explosion uh, that you uh, that you wanted is a, a sealed barrel. And you are genuinely not sure what is in it but everything else is like radically off either end of that scale right like everything else is either like palm sized it's probably not going to do a ton like little firecrackers and stuff uh or it is like part of the building it's mm-hmm. like there's there's something that's like almost like furniture sized that you probably wouldn't be able to take with you but there is one barrel that is sealed that might be explosive guard is going to uh, flick the blood of the halfling off his axe and put it on his back. He's going to take the four vials of acid, even though there's more behind the counter. He's just going to take the four that he said he was going to take, the five satchels of black powder he said he was going to take. He's going to look to his left, to look to his right, see a barrel, go up to it, pick it up, put it over his shoulder, and walk out. And yeah, and then Regard will return to the armory with ev- when everyone's getting their stuff. I have things. Oh, good job, God. Oh, what did you what did you find? I got these for you, and I'm gonna give Harissa the four uh, vials of alchemist fire, 
oh, and the shit. five satchels of black powder. What's that? What's that barrel you got? I don't know, but I'm gonna throw it at something, and it's gonna be pretty cool. All right. Um, do me a favor, God. Uh, I think I'm gonna leave now. As it walks out the room, hey, you're about to walk out, but June and Mr. Spinks are about to boom, <laughs> open the oh, door, baby. just sparkling because we've gotten ready. Looking and like that. June spent extra time like polishing up Mr. Spinks' scales. Amazing, Safra, you ready to do some shopping? Oh, uh, all right, June Spinks. Where are we going? Smash cut to a 10-story building with balconies that look out into sort of an interior courtyard space lined with tailors and dressmakers and cobblers. You all can find any clothes that you want because you're back at the city, baby. I think Harissa uh, is gonna be looking up at this building taking a deep breath you got this, this for June you've this got this Safra it's gonna be this. amazing as she's rubbing Bonjour, her shoulders <laughs> uh, and you all uh, see uh, one of the only other half elven people that you've seen in your excursions to date other than June and Katarine uh, saunter across the floor to the five of you. How may we be of assistance to you on this fine day? You are looking fabulous. You are lizard. Magnifique. Oh, thank you. I love the way the light plays off of your scales. It is incredible. Oh. <laughs> it's just gonna giggle behind the call. Oh, you flatter me. <laughs> We're here for, um, take us to your fabrics. I want something, you know, that feels good against my scales and it's also breathable and functionable because we're going to kill a lot of people and I, w- I don't want it to get in the way. <laughs> ah, it's just like... For, shoot for the government. For the government. It's fine. It's, 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 it's government killing, so it's okay. I, forgive me. I lost my composure. It is not my place to assess the moral quandaries of your business. It is my place to make you look fabulous. Please. While we do it. Excellent. It is also government paid. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, here's my, uh, I mean, Hank's card. Oh, my. Uh, y- yes. Yes. Uh, but of course, we have. Do you have... notice how it's blank? many options for you available today. You can find the best dresses in all of Agravar here in this, uh, here, here, here in our fair emporium. Are you looking for something that, uh, you, you said fabrics, are you looking for something that you might want to, uh, to, 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 fa- to, to fabricate yourself? Or are you looking for someone to create something bespoke for you? We have many options. So, as you can see, and Sphinx is going to very kind of like, Look at this poor thing, this poor creature, and it's gonna, you know, point at Safra. As you can see, I am, <laughs> I am with someone who doesn't really know what they're doing. Um, um, and he's gonna kind of like pick at the poncho a little bit, and like, we need to sort this out. This is a whole mess. Um, June, which is this lovely lady here, and I are going to be sort of just making sure we get it, you know, on point. We want chef kiss. We want your best. 
Um, That's right. And don't listen to her what this one says. She doesn't yes, know no. what she's talking about. She, it's all, we're, we're handling everything for her, so we'll, we'll, we'll uh, take care of it. This man turns his entire attention to Safra and says, Well, I for one think that the poncho bears a certain distinction. Thank you. However, okay. if you are looking for something <laughs> a little different, we may certainly accommodate you. I think uh, Safra is going to take this gentleman to a side, to one side. I know they say not to listen to me. Don't want to listen to her! I know they say, <laughs> but I'm looking for something that really shouts queen of the world. You know, someone who shouldn't be fucked with. Something really cool. You um, give me that air at the moment you walked into the door. You want something uh, distinguished. You want something elegant. Yes. You want something maybe a little intimidating, no? Yes. Perfect. Oh. Uh, and he sweeps back, uh, notices Isaac and guard and says, please feel free to peruse as I help your friends figure out where they need to begin. We have everything available, including manicures, pedicure, spa treatment. <gasps> what do you think, God? Uh, Want to uh, do a mani-pedi? What is a mani-pedi? It's like <laughs> when my brother buffed your armor. And we have double O grits and paper. Mm. Double O. <laughs> I think I have some of that halfling's blood still in my hinges. Okay, let's I could just. Use I'm a sorry. Sh- 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 no, he didn't say nothing. What you talking about? Government work, sir. Government work. Ah, but of course, we smash cut to like that classic shopping montage of like throwing open the dressing room uh, curtain and like. Uh, uh, well, give me some snapshots. What do we see? If Isaac and Guard go get Manny Petties wherever they go, the person who is uh, working on Guard like goes next door to the uh, pottery place and grabs like some glaze and stuff instead of (laughs) nail polish or anything like that. That's fantastic. You also see um, Isaac getting his mani-pedi while Guard's getting his his polish work done. Uh, And a nice navy, uh, mainly it's pink, but then also navy blue flannel. Those are the two colors that yeah. go across it. The blue and his blue clash a little bit, but he liked the the, the choice. He thought the, the pink was pop. Yeah, he has others set up, but um, those are the main things. He also has something else packaged up uh, for his plate armor later on, and it's nice. something that he found. Well, I already June already knows exactly what she wants, so she's gonna she's gonna like tell the shop guy and then run back over to start picking out things for Safra. So I like to imagine that like Spinks and June are like crawling all over the shelves, yes. pulling stuff down. Yes. And just throw, rushing Safra into a changing room, throwing her in there. You stay <laughs> you stay right there and you wait and we'll just bring stuff to you and we are just like throwing stuff at her and <laughs> just over the June- top of the door like whoop. Yep. Yeah, June is bringing her, like, first brings her a, um, it kind of looks like a poncho, but it's, like, super, super long. It's actually, like, a onesie. <laughs> it's got, like, I got it's her like, a romper, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a romper. There's just, like, Safra opens the door of the dressing room, just, like, 
Absolutely not. It needs more. It needs more power, I think. And Sphinx just, you know, claw on his chin. Mm, mm, yes, I think maybe try um a different hemline. I think maybe her body shape mm. needs something that is above the knee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Uh, I see. Something what? a little more singed. Yeah. Uh, and oh, just okay. a little more form fitting. I just imagine now just like a series, like like that montage of like yeah. Safra stepping out and like Sphinx and June just sort of, mm, no, not quite right. And just like a couple of different ones, some like ridiculous things with like wigs and like some like other John things. Like, really at un- one point. <laughs> yeah, just like, <laughs> or the, like a T-Rex outfit, like a whole different like things. Um, and then finally, I think she'll step out in something that is a little bit like Ronin-esque, sort of like a really sort of like dark umber colors with like a gold trim and just sort of like, she's feeling herself when she steps out. She's like, oh, oh, oh no, this June, I think we found it. I Uh, think we found it. I don't think we can do anything better than this. You're just, Safra, you're on fire right now, on fire. Thank you, June, I feel, I feel a kind of way. I don't know. No, God, yeah. God, put that no. bucket down. It was, it was a phrase. <laughs> Where is the fire? There's no fire. Safra no is the fire. Safra, go do do a little walk for us. Do a little walk. And I think um, without even realizing, I think she does kind of like rock her hips a bit as she, <laughs> as she walks. Like, oh. Yeah, work it, work it, go. Mm, yes, yes, love it. Oh, oh. I want, I want one of these in five different colors for her. I, this is fantastic. I want. Uh, just scribbling, just notes down. <laughs> now we need Made to wash form. that filthy you... hair. She needs to have a facial. She, wait, what do you mean filthy hair? You want to wash the hair, wash the face. This this half up <laughs> snapping every time Spink says something, and like another person like runs up, and eventually <laughs> Safra is hoisted. I give her a scalp massage. And rushed off to be pampered. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> June's oh. gonna put up a high five with Mr. Spinks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The jumping high five. Yeah, you guys freeze frame. Hello friends, as always we are here to say some wonderful thank yous to some wonderful people. But first, we have two new people to say thank you to. Give a warm welcome to Patrick Yackley and Nick Peterson. Welcome, welcome, and thank you. But where would we be without our steadfast rally defenders? The delightful Darlene Wallace. The debonair Darksteel Panda. The esteemed Elderberry. Gamertube HD The Great. The luscious Lord Dreamer. Magnificent Michael McFarlane. The radiant Randolph Jenkins. And of course, the ravishing Reshi Snivy. Where would we be without all of you incredible people? Probably crying in a gutter somewhere. So thank you. Thank you very much. And goodbye.